Our patron program is our biggest contributor to offset the expenses of this podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has chosen to donate. It keeps us pushing forward on this mission. I appreciate it more than you know. To become a patron member, if you're not one yet, click the link in the bio. And I am incredibly grateful for your support. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. In January, on a cold, wet day, sitting in my van in the parking lot of a restaurant, I sobbed uncontrollably. I dialed my dad's phone number, but when he answered, I couldn't even speak. I just sat there and cried. He knew that I was having lunch with my husband that day. He knew that I was going to try to open up to my husband in an extremely raw and vulnerable way. And now I just cried. Not even knowing the details of what had transpired, my dad cried with me. Having my parents' support through all of this has been utterly amazing. I do not know how I could have gone through this without them. But now, with my dad on the phone, I had no words left. I only had tears, excruciatingly painful tears, and I had his support. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the most painful moment of my marriage. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and I am so sorry for everyone who is here listening to this. I hate it for everyone who understands what I'm talking about. Whether you are dealing with a covert narcissistic husband, wife, parent, sibling, child, friend, or anyone else in your life, I am truly sorry. The pain they cause is unspeakable, but yet here I am doing everything I can to speak it, to put words to it. If you are trying to make sense out of this same nightmare, then I'm glad that you are here. I want to start by giving you a bit of a picture of where this moment lies in my marriage. We had been married about 17 years. Our two boys at the time were 15 and 13. And if you've heard my podcast episodes, then you know a whole lot of what that journey looked like for me. So I'm just going to give a brief picture here. For the first, you know, maybe about 10 years of our marriage, I did everything I could to keep my home peaceful. I just wanted a peaceful home. In the first few years of my marriage, I had quickly learned that this was going to be quite a difficult task. That's okay, though. I'm dedicated. I'm a hard worker. I was incredibly hypervigilant and believed it was my job, duty, responsibility. I did not realize at the time how much he was working against that peacefulness. I made thousands of excuses. I talked with him so many times behind closed doors trying to get him to see how his interactions with the boys and with me were having such a huge negative impact. So many times I thought we were making progress. I thought he understood what I was talking about and that he was receptive to my words and ideas. I had no idea that nothing was ever actually changing. I would just go back into mom mode. He would go back into work mode uh, and gaming mode and life just seemed okay again until it wasn't again and again. 
over these 10 years, I had built quite a list of things I would never say again, topics I would never discuss again, looks on his face that meant he was unapproachable, sighs that ignited my fix-it, give-him-attention mode. I just took all of this upon myself without question. I say 10 years because, you know, there was a significant point in our journey on our 10th wedding anniversary where he had that major meltdown. And I believe that this was the first time I ever really thought, what's wrong with him? What full-grown adult behaves like this? What am I not understanding here? So from 10 years to about 15 years in our marriage, I began a journey of now, you know, trying to discover, trying to figure out what's going on. And of course, I started with myself. What can I do better? What can I fix? I wasn't Googling words that led me to covert narcissism. Not at this point. I wasn't even talking to friends and family yet. I just began digging in on what I could do to help the relationship. I read self-help books to improve my communication skills. I learned meditation so that I could stay more present and grounded. All of this in hopes that this would get better. I took him on weekend getaways, making arrangements for the kids so we could have time together. I tried hugging him every time I saw him. I tried giving him distance and space. I tried talking to him and checking in with how his day was going, and I tried leaving him alone. I tried taking time off work to spend extra time with him. I tried activities that I suggested or he suggested. I tried hobbies that we could do together. I did everything I knew to do. During these five years, while also being quite busy as a mom, I became utterly exhausted. Having been married now for 15 years and really feeling like I was making absolutely no progress, I finally opened up to a very close friend of mine. I told her what was going on and how I was feeling. This was the first time. I remember that day we were sitting in a coffee shop and that day started a new path for me. We had many cups of coffee together over the next few months, and she strongly encouraged me to go talk to a counselor. After much resistance, I finally gave in. I'd been to counseling before. This was not uh, an issue of not wanting to go to a counselor. I just wasn't sure at this point that, that they could do anything to help. But I finally gave in, and I was in his office for about five minutes when he started talking to me about narcissism. I resisted, told him, no, that's not what this is, especially when he told me that narcissists never get better because, you know, that just triggered my, no, this, I just got to dig in harder. I just got to work more. Help me help him. That's exactly what I said to the counselor. Well, this began the next phase of my journey. I started trying to be more honest with my husband about my feelings, and I mean raw honesty. Sure, I had told him before, you know, hey, those words hurt. And I had tried to voice to him how he made the boys and I feel. But now I tried to be brutally honest with him. Now I worked extremely hard to find a way for him to understand. I worked diligently to put this into words that he could get. Open, honest, compassionate, and still hopeful. I learned about covert narcissism during this time, and I felt that this definitely lined up with my world but I was still determined to help him. He can change. I just got to find the right words. And this went on for about a year. My frustration level was at an all-time high. And my energy level, it reached an all-time low. I was empty. I just had nothing left in me. But I still, I, I gave it one more strong 
push one more, you know, and, and why? Because something my aunt said to me, I was talking to my aunt one day and she said, okay, look, if you walk away from your marriage now, can you say you did everything you could to make this work, that you gave it everything you had? And I said, no, I can't say that yet. I needed that final layer of deep honesty. The honesty that says, I can't do this anymore. The honesty that says, I can't take this pain anymore. That if this does not get better, I will leave because I cannot stay. I needed that kind of honesty with my husband. So here we are at that day, the most painful point in my marriage. He was at work and I had told him, hey, can we get together for lunch today? And I, I mean, how I ever found the courage to do this, but I did. And I had told my dad, I'm having lunch with him and I am going to be brutally honest with him. I am going to lay my heart out. And we met at a restaurant. We sat in a booth in a very secluded part in the back of the restaurant. He knew I had been unhappy in the marriage for a while, so this was no surprise. We had experienced many, many ups and downs. So I started talking. I told him that I was extremely concerned about our marriage. I told him that I did not have the energy to keep going like this. I told him that I did not see any way that I could stay. I told him I didn't have any words left to explain it, that I had worn all the words out. And that I, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't mad. I wasn't accusing him. And I even told him that. I said, I just don't know what to do to get you to understand or to help you to understand. I don't know. I, I threw my hands up and went, I don't know what to do anymore. I told him that his hypersensitivity and his defensiveness was choking me. I told him that I believed he was so deeply wounded from his own childhood that he had built these defensive skills around him and it was hurting those that he loved most. I told him that I believed he loved me and that he loved the boys, but that we were never going to survive this. And I asked him, please, will you open up to me? Will you be honest with me? Can we fix this? To my surprise, he opened up a bit. He opened up about his childhood more than he ever had in our past together. I sympathized with him, hating what he had been through as a child. I told him that I thought those wounds ran deep and that it made complete sense to me. I did not blame him at all for the wounds he had suffered and for what he had been through. This was not his fault. But I asked him to face those wounds, to give them a voice so that they could find healing. I assured him that I would stand by his side in the process. And the deeper we got into this conversation, the more he opened up. He became quite emotional as he told me about the abusiveness of his father. I had heard some of these stories before, or at least kind of small versions of them, but this went far beyond anything that he had ever told me before. Because of the intensity of our conversation, we decided to go sit in my van outside. We had already been talking for well over an hour, and we sat in my van and continued this conversation for over another hour as well. It was the most open and honest that he had been with me, maybe ever. He cried genuine tears, and he expressed intense pain. He wasn't blaming. He wasn't gaslighting or guilting or manipulating or any other covert abusive tactics. He was just being him. He was just telling me about that small hurt boy. I cried with him. 
I told him how sorry I was that he had been through all of this, that none of that was okay. During this time, my heart was exploding with hope. Finally, finally, we have gotten to the core of this problem. Finally, he was being open and honest with me. Finally, I felt connected to my husband. Finally, he was being vulnerable, self-reflective, self-aware. Finally, we had a glimpse of hope. We had a path for our marriage um, that we could survive, and not only that, that we could even thrive. This is where healing is found. I told him that I was so happy that he was opening up about this. I told him it was the closest I had felt to him in years. And as though a light switched, he changed. A switch just flipped. And he said, I don't understand what you mean. How could this bring us closer? What does this have to do with anything? This isn't going to fix anything. And he started to put that wall back up around him. No, I begged him, please don't go there. I said, the openness and the vulnerability is so powerful and so healing. And I've got tears streaming down my face as I begged him, please don't close back off again. And he said, I don't have a clue what you are talking about. He said, I'm such a failure and I've hurt you. I said, what do you mean? I said, you have not hurt me. He said, I've made you cry. I tried desperately to explain to him that these tears were healing tears, good tears, tears of release and relief. He told me that didn't make any sense. He told me that none of our issues had anything to do with his childhood, that counseling and therapy were a waste of time, and anyone who thought differently was stupid. He opened the door to get out, and I'm begging him, please don't walk away. He looked at me and said, I've made you cry. I'm a failure. And he slammed the door. He got in his car and he drove away. I will never, ever forget how that felt. To say I was empty, that does not even begin to touch the emptiness that was there. That emptiness ran to my very core. You might as well have taken a knife and shoved it into my heart again and again, and again. I had absolutely nothing left. No thoughts, no feelings, just complete numbness and a river of tears. I knew that I could never get to this point of vulnerability with him again. I couldn't do it. I didn't have it left in me. I knew right then that he was never going to understand what I was trying so desperately to explain to him. I was exhausted beyond belief. I had no idea that this level of emptiness and exhaustion even existed. But now I could say to my aunt, yes, I had done everything I could do. I called my dad and I just cried. There were no words, just tears. It's all I had left. This was me at my lowest point in this 20-year marriage. I knew then it was over that this would never be repaired. Now today, here I am. I am four years out. It has been, you know, an amazing journey of healing, 
of coming out of this fog, identifying what this is and finding me again. Yeah, it hurts. What you're going through hurts. And it hurts in a way that the world does not understand. If you've never lived it, you can't possibly get it. It is a deep, deep pain. And I tell you today, though, that that journey of healing is worth it. Every tear that I shed was worth it. I am who I am now because of all that I have been through. While I hate everything that happened, I am stronger today because of it. It has ignited a massive journey in me, a journey of self-reflection and self-growth that I didn't know even existed. I didn't know that level of exhaustion existed. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't know this level of self-growth existed. And if I can do it, I know that you can do it too. You are stronger than you know. And I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.